Hi everyone! Before you listen to our podcast, make sure to check out Maven Allison's podcast on the meat industry and how it's affecting our economy. Hi everyone, my name is Riley. And my name is Amelia. And today we'll be discussing the economic tendencies behind the fashion industry. fashion industry is a great representation of certain trends in the economy, seeing that it has its own market with its own reoccurring patterns that have stayed for the same for years. We've all been in a situation where you walk into a clothing store with a limited amount of money. Once you have a couple of items you like, you have to make sure that you have enough money to purchase all the clothes you like. If your item costs more than what you have, you're forced to make a trade-off or a decision on which clothes to buy and which to put back. Now you have to choose which items you like the most. However, you may not think about the about the process of what's happening behind the trade-off. While making a trade-off, the thing you're gambling on is the opportunity cost of each of your items. Let's say you have $30. You're wanting to purchase three red shirts for $10 or blue jeans for $25. The opportunity cost of buying the red shirts would be $10 and the blue jeans. On the other hand, the opportunity cost of buying the blue jeans would be $25 in the red shirts. The opportunity cost, you can see by purchasing the blue jeans, you'll have less money to spend on other items. By thinking of the opportunity cost based on price, it can help you with deciding what your trade-off will become. However, the opportunity cost isn't always just about price. The opportunity cost could be something like the space in your closet taken up by three shirts instead of one pair of pants. By getting the pants, the opportunity cost of closet space is lower. It could also be something social or emotional, like the current trends in fashion. Let's say the pants are more in line with the current trends than the shirts are. Through this thought process of thinking of what you're giving up for each scenario, you can combine all the opportunity costs and decide which will be the most important to you and make your decision on what your trade-off will become. Franchises have to keep these economic calculations in mind when setting the prices for their merchandise. If they set it too high, they'll have to understand that the opportunity cost of buying their products will be much higher, resulting in less people being able to buy them. Let's consider some examples. First, we'll take a look at a high-end store like Gucci. The items they sell are put in an extremely high cost, which you guessed it comes at a high price. The consequences of selling these high prices is the lower amount of people that will be able to purchase their goods because of the opportunity cost of money. It's not likely that the average person would walk out of Gucci with more than one or two items. The reason that the stores like this get away from overpricing is because of the status that they hold in the market, but more importantly our culture, because they're considered to have high-end fashion. On the contrary, we can look at a store like Goodwill. Although Goodwill gets their clothes donated, they still go through the same process of setting their price to their products. Goodwill targets people who can't afford to buy items straight from the store, or sometimes people that are just looking for a good deal. On their website, you can see that their mission statement is to help create jobs and then later train their workers to join a career field with higher incomes. This means that they don't care as much about profit as a store like Gucci does. And in order to achieve their goal of giving back to the community, they must set their price lower to attract a lower income or average person 
which has a much larger quantity than the upper class who shop at high-end stores. Because of this target persona, their prices are set extremely low. This reduces the opportunity cost of money extremely and results in consumers being able to buy a higher quantity of items. The only downside to this is that the stores set their prices low, have lower profits, and are seen as lower standards in the community. Goodwill happens to not have to deal with these problems as much as other stores do because their merchandise is donated to them and because the trend of thrifting that has recently popped up has made their company expand and become much more accepted by others in the community. So generally speaking, opportunity cost is used widely in the fashion industry from both the consumer side and the supply side. The stores themselves also use trade-offs by deciding which clothes to carry in the store and which to pass off. With only a limited amount to spend on buying new products, they have to make choices in terms of which clothes will sell the best and which are trendy. The store's opportunity costs would be the clothes that they pass up and the possible profit that they would make from these items. Other strategic ways to determine what to purchase when you have the more items than money is by using material anal marginal analysis. While trying on clothes, you can determine the maximum amount of what you want to spend for the clothes or the accessories we are trying to buy. If the amount is higher than the price, then you would benefit from purchasing that, purchasing that item. If this can reduce your amount of getting clothes that don't end up that you don't end up liking after buying them and then and end up collecting dust in your closet. If you're still trying to figure out which items to purchase, you can use marginal analysis to see which items you'd benefit most from buying. If the maximum you would pay for the red shirt is $30, then your marginal benefit would be zero. If your maximum amount for paying for the jeans is $30, then your marginal analysis of the jeans would be five. Seeing that our marginal benefit of trying on jeans would be higher than the pants, you should make the rational decision to buy the jeans. This method could be used more useful than the opportunity cost because the value of buying an item is different for each person, meaning it will end it will be up to you on the value of those items, making it much more personal. The fashion industry also benefits from using a tactic of scarcity to maximize their profits on certain products or brands. By reducing the total amount of products in circulation, it increases the desire to have it. The rarity of the items itself will increase its value for the consumers. One of the main reasons that this tactic works is because of the social desire of having things that many others may not. The business creating the scarcity is a way for them to increase the demand for their merchandise. This will allow the companies to increase their product for each unit sold without actually changing the product itself. A great example for this is the store like Supreme. With our items being sold in limited supply and only coming out in certain times a year, their product will be sold at a much higher cost than if they had an overload of clothes and they sold them consistently. This is a direct result of the people in the economy talking about the Supreme brand itself and their new launches, making their merchandise extremely more valuable. But they never did anything or any kind of adjustments to their items, but rather their marketing. Gucci is also a great example for this because they have an extremely limited amount of product in circulation, which is one of the reasons why their prices are higher. They also used the tactic of scarcity when they switched CEOs of the company. When Marco Bizzari became the new CEO, 
He waited an extra six months to come out with their new products and their scheduled runway show so he could work on their merchandise. This ended up reinventing Gucci for the better because of the consumers eager to get their hands on the new items and because of the time he took on designing each one to perfection. The other form that scarcity takes on in the fashion industry is by the demand side. If consumers buy out all or a large portion of a single product, a new sort of scarcity occurs. With a product being consistently sold out, there is a much higher drive for it. This allows the company to be able to have complete control over the market of that product. By waiting longer to release more, the desire goes up. They can then release an extremely high number of products and the consumers will buy mass amounts, thinking that the product will again soon be sold out. Supply demand also has a huge impact on how the market in the fashion industry is doing. A major part of the demand side of the market is based on popular social influencers. These are people who set trends by bringing back old ones and cause a chain reaction that occurs a mass amount of people want to buy whatever they have. Take high-waisted jeans, for example. In the 90s, there were a high supply of high-waisted jeans and pants since the demand was high for the social from social influencers. In the early 2000s, the trend was low-waisted jeans. Influencers at the time, like Paris Hilton, would be shown wearing low-waisted jeans, causing a major spike in demand. However, there are current trends that have been brought that have brought back high-waisted jeans, and the industry has almost completely dumped all low-waisted jeans. Demand of the product is completely determined by the current time views on the product itself. Based on what the influencers are putting out, the demand will always change. Now we'll have a quick commercial break. If you happen to be interested in sports, you should go take a look at Dom and Ryan's podcast about the debate of whether or not college athletes should be paid. On the other hand, the supply of the product can have a major effect on how the consumers will view the merchandise. If there's a large supply of the product, the price will become lower and ultimately look cheaper to the consumers. It can then lose its value if it becomes too low from the social standards that come with buying less expensive clothes. On the other hand, if the supply is a a low amount, the price will spike and the desire for the product will likely increase from social rewards of owning that product, as it will be more expensive and less people will be able to buy those items. The demand of the product will ultimately decrease because less people are able to buy more expensive merchandise. Overall, the fashion industry utilizes multiple economic trends to maximize their products and for the desire of their products that they put on for the public. Consumers can also use the economic calculations to ensure the highest benefit and make rational decisions on what to purchase. It's important to take note of these tendencies to understand how the fashion market works and how you can ensure that you're getting the most out of what you pay for, or even to understand the economic trends that will rise and fall so you can determine the best time to buy these products. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you take these tools to determine what you buy at a store if you just, if you just can't decide what to buy. Thanks again for listening to our podcast on the economics of fashion. Before you head out, 
we invite you to listen to Colton Peeper's podcast about the economics of soccer. Although Goodwill gets their clothes donated, they still go through the same process of setting their price to their products. Goodwill targets people who can't afford to buy items straight from the store, or sometimes people that are just looking for a good deal.